Welcome to Mad Patient. Malpractice makes perfect. I'm Robin Donovan. And I'm Laura Beers. And we are two non-medical, non-experts sifting through this week's health news. And this week's words are overprescribing, lifestyle changes, mushrooms, and cell phones. Should mushrooms have been shrooms? No, it's mushrooms, Robin. Can we put shrooms on the podcast title? <laughs> I mean, you can do whatever you want, but it's not like those types of shrooms. I feel like shrooms might get more hits. It's all about the hits for you. <laughs> yeah. And for me, it's all about that bass. No trouble. <laughs> I can't sing. I'm not there yet. But I know what song you're talking about. How are you feeling today? Well, uh, not super great. Thanks for rescheduling. No, I just like overdid it a little bit and then had to take a 90 minute. Is it a nap if you don't fall asleep? This is a real question. No, it's a rest. Yes. So I was just like resting for a while. I don't know. I'm getting, I mean, I'm definitely getting better slowly, but surely very, very, very slowly. Like I used to, I used to make this joke that I was getting 2% better a day and be better in 50 days. Now I realize that that was an underestimate. It's going to take a little longer to get all the way back or whatever. But yeah, so now it's like annoying because I'll be like, oh, I'm so tired. I can't possibly do anything. Then I lie down and like my body doesn't sleep and I'm like, is this not what you wanted? Are we not doing exactly what you have indicated that you want, but now you don't want it anymore? It's like a toddler. So, Sounds like my know. nephew. <laughs> yeah, but minus the awesomeness. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for our first article? Yeah. It comes from The Guardian. And it's U.S. care homes overprescribing drugs for residents with dementia report fines. Uh, yeah. So this is about a Human Rights Watch uh, report. The It's a 157-page report titled They Want Do- 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 Docile. 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 They want them... Um, medicated uh claiming that thousands of long-term uh nursing home patients with dementia are inappropriate giving inappropriately given anti-psychotic drugs um that um by essentially like off-label um prescriptions for so like not what it was not what it was designed for but because of the side effect um makes them very docile so it makes it easier for overworked and understaffed uh, workers to deal with. So they're not actually psychotic. <laughs> they're just being kind of annoying, and it's easier if you know them, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so 33% right. of older adults with dementia who live in nursing homes are being prescribed antipsychotics versus 14% who live outside of nursing homes. So, Although, to be fair, if the ones in the nursing home probably are less mentally there, right? Like, that's why they're probably in the nursing home, because no one could take care of them? I mean, it's probably... It's... If, if I had to guess, 
it is because um, Medicare pays for in-home care or pays for like 24-hour care more so than in-home um, oh. care. And if oh. that's where primarily people uh, are paying their their care th- with Medicaid and not private funds um, and or don't have a family member that is trained or has the capability of providing 24-7 support. So it's not necessarily um, that they are worse off. It's just a matter of money, I would would assume. Yeah, because think of the cost, as you said, of 24-hour private care versus two nurses for, you know, a dozen people or more. Mm -hmm. So... So this Man. is raising concerns because our baby boomers are getting older and older. And um, as we know from previous articles, more and more people are de- are living with uh, dementia or um, Alzheimer's or some kind of um, memory issues. And right. so there more and more people are going to be aging into this system um, and we're um, and we're realizing the system isn't so great now. Yeah. Okay. I think it's always interesting that these articles say this has become a big concern because of aging baby baby boomers as if the generation before them it was like well they're fine there's not that many of them but there's a lot of the next generation so now we're going to have to start caring like before it was just you know drug grandma up and leave her in the home and now it's like we have, you know it's just kind of weird I mean like don't we also care because of the current population of people in their 80s and 90s or however old they are yeah, I mean, yes, but like, um, baby boomers also are voting, earning money. I mean, contributing th- to the economy. Super I mean, awesome. Baby boomers, <laughs> I, th- I think, are the largest age group. You know, for I mean, that's why they're the baby boomers. There are more of them. That's why. Yeah. That's why us millennials are breaking everything is because all of the baby boomers are stopping not doing the things that that we're not doing all the things that the baby boomers did. So that's why we're. But I think I think there's more of us though. Toast. Yeah. All right, I got a headline for you from Pew Research: Millennials overtake baby boomers as America's largest generation. So pay attention to us, long-term care facilities. We haven't started thinking about this yet, but when we do, we're going to break it. Yeah. <laughs> I so this article, that's one thing I hope we do break is nursing homes. This article says that um, there are more than 5 million Americans w- that have Alzheimer's, um, and that number could triple by t- by 2050, which seems you know super why? futuristic, but it's not that far off. I know. Yeah, 2050 does sound like really far away, but then... 32 years or something, right? Yeah. Well, oh. 2018. This is just 2020, two years. Oh. 2020, two years. Just going to say it again. 2020, two years. For everyone who's not prepared, start preparing now. We know. It's shocking. This is just one more reason to freak out about Alzheimer's because I, I feel like it's the... Alzheimer's is like the next diabetes. It's like this disease that tons of people are getting and there's not, there's no great... You know, they're like, now you have it, you know, like take some fish oil. There's no, there's nothing. Okay. I feel like, I feel like the great thing about this article is that they 
found nursing home or they found people who had been in nursing homes and spoke to them because a lot of times you don't get that perspective because it's really hard you know what are you going to try to interview someone who's 90 years old and has dementia it's really difficult but they've got multiple people in this article yeah i thought you would like it they did their research do like it hey so do you want to hear an alzheimer's story that that's going to make you feel like it's okay to medicate these people. Okay. Okay. Before I say this story, that was a joke and I really don't think it's okay to just be, we will cut that out. Nope. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Um, so I had a hospice patient when I was volunteering or a woman who was in hospice, who's I was, I was visiting and she was in one of these facilities like they describe where she's on a locked floor and there were dozens of people and it was a very high end facility. But I noticed a few things. One that the, the care staff was engaged, but sometimes not completely engaged. And and I think part of it was the difficulty of being around people that are unresponsive for so long. I mean, cause you can talk in the direction of a person but I think if you do that for eight hours a day, five days a week, or however long they worked, at a certain point, it just becomes kind of, it's difficult. Because, you know, mm-hmm. like, a, part of your brain is just, like, screaming, like, say something, look at me, do something, and they and they just can't. So I would sometimes see, like, in the dining area, you know, they'd be sitting with someone, even feeding someone on their phone. Like, not always. And I don't, and it wasn't egregious, and no one was being neglected or anything, but just, you know, I see that sometimes, and... I it was sad, but okay. There was this guy, older guy, obviously, and he had a problem with wearing pants, like a psychological, like he didn't want to wear pants, didn't like pants, didn't even really want to wear underwear. So the process of the, you know, the nursing team trying to get him to put on his clothes was sometimes one that ended in violence. Like I was there one day and one of the, uh, I think it was a PCA, which is patient care assistant or something was like very upset he had like grabbed her hand and kind of bent her finger back like in this kind of struggle where you know they don't want him to leave his room if he doesn't have his pants on he just want to put his pants on and like every once in a while he just there he would be right and they (laughs) like the funny thing about this was that other people who were there other uh i don't want to call them patients but other people who were you know residents residents who were there would be really disgusted by it so because people are at different levels of memory and so (laughs) like i just remember this one lady being like not again oh my god this is ridiculous (laughs) so it's just kind of funny you know it's just like a very quote-unquote normal response to this and just kind of like a weird situation so you can kind of i don't think it's right but I think, you know, you take that difficulty, multiply it by 25, and you can, it's not right. But in a way, I I don't know that they have the resource. I don't know. I'm struggling with how to say this without sounding like I condone this. A couple of things I thought of while you were while you're telling that story. <laughs> I've seen adults do that while they're feeding their children. So I'm not, I'm not sure yeah. it's <laughs> not necessarily... <laughs> I've done it while feeding myself. (laughs) (laughs) I've been to restaurants and that parent is not paying attention to that kid. They are just looking at their phone. So that's totally a thing. I'm not sure if it's necessarily like um, an old folks home thing. 
second of all, uh, I think like the challenge is that they are uh, using the drugs in a way that um, to make their lives easier. However, these the the reason why the Human Rights Watch hadn't had a major issue with the prescribing of this is because um, there are some serious um, side effects with with these these drugs um and it, it, including death so they could be possibly prescribing a drug that is not necessary medically necessary in order to make their lives better and uh in in indirectly or un, unintentionally causing this person's premature death so or, I think like yeah okay like I just that's, found the paragraph that you're talking about and it's like uh, side effects include severe nervous system problems neuroleptic malignant syndrome which is kind of like a muscular rigidity fever type of deal mm-hmm. um, tardive dyskinesia which is like a stiff jerking motions and I have heard about this with schizophrenia with schizophrenia that this problem of antipsychotic medications that you want to you want to be as lo- like for people who are actually psychotic you want to be as lucid as possible and and you want to be as functional as possible but the more of the drug you take the more ultimate unraveling you cause in your own mental abilities and so mm-hmm. it's this gigantic catch 22 it's like you can either be psychotic now or you can be de- like have dementia later and like what kind of a choice is that you yeah. know that's like the tragedy of this stuff. And what are they, what are these people supposed to do? But yeah. Other side effects, stroke, blood clots, nervous system issues, visual disturbances. I bet visual disturbances are like on the low end of, you know, what happens. Yeah, and the other thing is that they're prescribing these drugs to people who are who are unable to fully comprehend the possible side effects, and yeah. or their loved ones aren't being informed that they're taking these um, drugs. I think that's the other issue too, is that um, they seem to be a bit shady about about doing it. So, yeah. And I think there's so much of this kind of parental attitude when you take someone who's maybe cognitive abilities are declining and physical abilities are declining and it starts to be easier to treat them like a child and take away what should be their right to decide to, you know, mm-hmm. to the limits of their ability, like what they, what they, what they want. And we've even seen this. Um, I have a, a grandma who's like totally with it. And um, I just know there've been times when, you know, in, instead of asking her if she wanted to do something, they would get a little bit into a tone of like, we're going to do this. And she'd be like, no, you know, but, but another person I think might not, and might not, you know, like if you're not feeling well, or, or you just, if you're tired and someone marches up to you and says like, okay, now it's time to do this. It takes, especially for those of us who are a bit on the waspy side, it takes a lot to say, no, actually we're not, you know? I mean, I sometimes can't do that, and you know, I'm I'm with it most of the time, except for when I, I really need a nap. You know, <laughs> I know that's why you ate so much ice cream that those few months. Everybody wanted to take you on dates for ice cream, and oh, you God. just kept eating ice cream, <laughs> and you didn't even want ice cream anymore. But you just I kept mean, eating ice cream because people wait, said, "I want to eat ice cream." <laughs> what does that have to do with dementia? Nothing is you're saying that it's hard for you to oh, say like it's hard no. To say no. I'm just saying. 
There's an yeah. example. You ate an awful lot of ice cream for like a three month period. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't so much, but at a certain point, I just, yeah, that was low hanging fruit. I think because my dating profile said like, oh, it said I, if you if you read to the end, I love ice cream. Tell me what your favorite flavor is. So then it was super cute. Like the first few people who thought to take me out for ice cream. And then, yeah, I didn't want to tell the next few people like, well, I've actually been through this rodeo a few times and I'm starting to worry about, you know, gaining weight at this point. So can we stop getting ice cream? Oh, it's funny that you remember that. Yeah, because you're like, I don't want to eat ice cream with this boy. I know. <laughs> you're like, it's just weird now. Like, the ice cream shop pla- places, like, the people there are starting to be like, you again with another guy? What's going on? No, that never happened, but yeah. Also, I didn't want to take the fun out of ice cream by associating it with, like, awkward first, first Terrible dates. first tastes. Yes. Uh, There's not enough uh, rocky road in the world to make some first dates better. Chunky monkey. Chunky that's monkey? My, that's my flavor. Yeah. Okay. It's the it's the one that do you remember that time I wanted to eat a whole pint of ice cream? I don't know if I it was a yes. few years ago. Do you? <laughs> well, it took me a couple tries, but chunky monkey was the flavor where I finally I was like, Yeah, I could eat a whole pint of this and the secret to my success was eating it instead of dinner. Cause at first I was like, try to eat it after dinner. No. No, you got you to gotta commit, get to eat it for the whole meal. The problem is once you, it's like breaking the sound barrier. You know, once you've gone there, on any given day, if I want ice cream, my brain's like, what about a whole pint of Chunky Monkey? And I always think that sounds pretty great because it, it has walnuts and it's like a banana flavored ice cream, which sounds terrible, but it's like very lightly banana flavored. And then it's these chunks of dark chocolate. So the texture is good. It's not overly sweet. Oh my God. Do you want some ice cream? I do. My job here is done. <laughs> hey, actually, okay, no, I'm not ready for the next article, so I'm going to tell you this awesome anecdote that you're going to love. So okay. there, there's a, like a pediatric oncologist somewhere in the UK who did this cute thing where, well, I don't know how cute it is, but um, it's not cute that the kids were dying, but it's cute what they said. He asked all of his patients or all the kids he was treating what what they thought about their life like what was good what was bad you know like what did they want their parents to know so all the kids you know like what was like all the kids said the hospital is bad and all the kids said good things were a lot of them said like vacation or like the beach like playing in the ocean was really popular um spending time with pets or like playing with their family was something they really loved and it was almost like Almost all the kids said that ice cream was, like, way up on their list. And I don't know if that's just because, like, do we give sick kids more ice cream? But it's just funny, like, you know, they're they're asking, like, what's good about life? What's bad about life? And they're these little kids, and they're like, okay, well, let's see, ice cream, my dog, you know, like, playing Barbies with my sister or whatever. I thought that was adorable. I mean, I can distinctly remember, like, ice cream day at, like, in the school cafeteria. And oh, it was, like, a wooden spoon. Yeah, and it was terrible ice cream, but it, it was, was the so greatest good. fucking day. Like, it was the greatest, we get ice yeah. cream? Holy yeah. shit. Today is amazing. Yeah. Let me get my wooden spoon and this uh, flavored uh, ice cream that tastes mostly like cardboard. Yes, please. No, that okay, I maintain that that's probably not ice cream ice cream. It's more like Dairy Queen, but I bet if I had it now, like, I bet it's still good for 
You know how like Dairy Queen's good for what it is? I think it's like that, dude. I think it might actually be good. Okay. It's like it's like the ice cream that's in those drumstick things. You know, like the they're like ice cream cones that have chocolate in there. I mean, they're yes. garbage, but you're you are mistaken, my good woman. <laughs> they're so yummy. And if they made a gluten-free one, I would eat it. Tangent. They're delicious. They just started selling gluten-free waffle cones. And with much excitement, I bought a package of them, opened them up, ate them. They taste pretty much normal. Made someone else eat one. That person thought it tasted normal. But the problem is that they smell exactly like like a, like a weird chemically gasoline. Like there is something in the packaging or in the... Like they smell terrible. And so it's like... It's like, it's so close to being what I want, but it's not it. And it's just, and seriously, it's like $5 for 12 of these things. And they're like the little dinky ones. So question for you on the package. Is there a question in comments and a phone number? Because I definitely feel like you should call these people. I mean, what are they going to do? They're just going to send me a coupon. It doesn't matter if they say on the package questions and comments, you definitely need to reach out to these people. Alternatively, because it's 2018, you can also tweet them. I accept either of these options, but I need Mm. you to do this by the end of the week. Thank you. Why? (laughs) I just need you to do it. Okay. Well, I think it's, I think the company is Joy. Okay. Do you not have the package anymore? Oh, was it Joy? I left the package at a friend's house. I'm going to need you to contact them, get the number, and I'm going to need you to tweet them and or call them. Yes, ma'am. Will do. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I look forward to your full report next week. (laughs) Because it's like, how can you mess this up, too, in a way? Like, I I always think, did anyone taste test this? Like, did they give this package to any focus group? Like, and no one said, this is the... I mean, it's not it's not a weird smell. It's not an off-putting smell. It's like a Sunoco station. <laughs> what did they do to it? They actually did the taste test at a Sunoco station, so, <laughs> so no they may not tell. have noticed. <laughs> yeah, and it's one of these things where if you just hand someone the ice cream cone, like, you don't notice until you, it's like the second time, like the first time it starts to register, and then the second time you're just like, what is that? And then you can't eat them anymore. Because so. your your nose is in the cone. I got it. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. All right. All right. Our next article comes from the Washington Post, and it's to reverse pre-diabetes, lifestyle changes can make a big difference. And this is uh, Consumer Report, who has no financial <gasps> relationships with any advertisers on the site. Or anyone ever, right? I think Consumer Reports doesn't accept advertising. I think that's their deal. Maybe. I have a mental note to have big respect for consumer reports, and I think that that's why. Because yeah. I think at the bottom yeah, it says okay. Consumer Reports is an independent nonprofit organization that works side yes. by side with consumers to create a fair, safer, and healthier world. CR does not endorse products or services and does not accept advertising. It can and be more at they, consumerreports.org. Yeah, and they will not let if they find that a product is good or whatever, they will not let the company advertise that. So you can't say we're like a top ranked on Consumer Reports, whatever, even though that would be helpful to them, right? To spread the word about Consumer Reports as a testing agency. Yeah. Big respect for them. They also were the ones who uncovered the um, heavy metal toxicity 
in protein powders, which I'm still upset about because they did this great report and like people didn't take it seriously. But they're, I think they, I think they will in the years to come. Anyway, consumer reports, thumbs up. So there, the, this article is looking at the research for, um, doing lifestyle changes in order to um, prevent yourself from getting type 2 diabetes. And lifestyle changes is the easiest way if you are if you have pre-diabetes. It makes me annoyed when they call it something pre, like pre-cancer, pre-diabetes, because part of my brain wants to just say it's either it is or it's not. But I think actually it's helpful designation in people who are at risk for diabetes, but... You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, let's it's pre. Ca- let's call it pre-diabetes because diabetes isn't really curable. Uh, yeah. It's just maintainable. Uh, but pre-diabetes, you you can get off of it. You can prevent it from it. So or you can you can prevent developing. Well, you can pre- you can prevent both, right? Mm-hmm. So it's uh, the recommendations is lose a little weight. So. Um, it doesn't have to be a lot of weight. It can be se- just losing 7% of your body weight may prevent and delay the onset of type 2 diabetes. You know what I'm doing right now, don't you? Uh, Googling type 2 diabetes? No. What? I'm figuring out what 7% of my body weight is. Because <laughs> you're a nerd. Okay. Get regular physical activity too. Nine pounds. I'm not losing nine pounds. You're also not overweight true so i'm just saying they didn't say if then yes they said yes they did yes they did if did you're they? overweight <laughs> and have pre-diabetes shedding a few pounds may be the best oh. way to cut your risk Listen, oh my god read the fucking article robin okay to be fair you read the articles in advance and i read them live so <laughs> you can't you can't criticize me for not having read the article <laughs> yeah, why why would you why would Someone who is at a healthy weight be told to lose 7% of their body. That makes no sense. I just wanted to know if I objectively want to lower my risk, how much that would be. Okay, well, that's... To be fair, it was 8.9 pounds. You're also not pre-diabetes. You don't know. I feel like it would have come up. Okay, actually, no, I'm not. And if I get diabetes, I'm going to be very surprised. But it is possible for thin people to get diabetes, like... And that's something that I think people don't think about. It's it's like if I eat a ton of sugar and stay at a healthy weight, it's I'm still at risk. So Yes. It also says avoid avoiding drinks with added sugar such as soda is also wise. <laughs> I'm literally sitting here drinking this thing with honey in it. <laughs> but that is for the benefit of our listeners, so my voice sounds okay. So it that's sounds like sultry you. goodness. So that it doesn't sound like, I don't know, insert relevant pop culture reference here. Papow. <laughs> uh, okay, is this just one of those articles, though, that just says, like, you need to eat healthy and exercise? Can we just write one article? Let's write one article. You and me. We can do it together. We'll write a big article about how you should eat healthy and exercise and get sleep. And then at the end of the article, we'll just make bullet points. We'll say this is good for Alzheimer's, like preventing Alzheimer's, diabetes, cancer, dementia, like, and then we don't have to keep reading the same article. No, we have to keep, we have to keep writing the same article over and over again. 
I'm looking at the comments because I want to know what are people saying about this? Because, like, why are you reading this? Like, didn't you already know this stuff? They're not loading. I'll forget that. Well, so what is your opinion of this piece, Laura? I think it's important that people uh, lose weight and exercise and they have to be told over and over again that yeah. they are uh, to do it because we're, as Americans as a whole, we're overweight. We don't exercise and we don't <laughs> like leafy greens. But the question is, does nagging help? That's yes. what I always wonder. You think it does? Like, Yeah. Okay. Well, I think one interesting thing in here is that they did a study comparing the effectiveness of the lifestyle changes compared to a medication and found that the lifestyle changes were slightly more effective. I guess yeah. one might fairly ask why you don't do both, but I always like I always like that because I think it can be really easy, especially for things like high cholesterol to be like, I'm just going to take a pill and then kind of not worry about it. So I like the idea for people to know that sometimes it's better. It actually is better to like put in the work. Yeah. I almost said, take the bull by the horns. And then I was like, no, Robin, no, just no. Trite. Don't do it. But luckily you rescued me with the brilliance of put in the work. (laughs) You're welcome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Gosh, this article, there are a number of effective strategies for losing weight. Talk to your doctor about what's most appropriate for you. But in general, eating smaller portions, limiting high-fat foods. Dude, true story. On Monday, I had Cheetos for breakfast. I mean, I mean Cheetos are my... Yeah? I mean, it's got wheat, dairy... No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Grain, dairy... That's corn. Sugar. It's a complete Protein. Vegetable and fruit. I mean, it's it's basically a miracle miracle food. Well, the most tragic thing happened to me with my Cheetos consumption, and that was that I had these Cheetos because I took them to a Super Bowl party. So Cheetos and me watching sports are both things that I try to limit to once per year. And so I shared them with friends because I'm a good person. And so my friend eats one, and she says, "Oh, yeah, these aren't quite as good as I remembered." And something like shifted in my brain. And the next morning when I was admittedly binge eating them for breakfast, I did think, yeah, these actually aren't like when I just eat one and think about the taste, it's not that good. I honestly think it's just like the crunchiness is appealing and the MSG just makes you want to keep eating them. Like that is my exact thought. I Because th- I, I considered that if I had eaten a Cheeto for the first time, like, that day. I'm like, would I even like this if I didn't have some weird association with liking it? You know? I mean, I like Cheetos. I like the puffs, because then you can put it in your mouth, and then it just kind of dissolves, and then you can also get the crunch, and it's just, like, delicious goodness, and then you have um, your second second breakfast, which is licking (laughs) your fingers clean. Ugh. I don't really like the puffs as much. Although I do like cheese balls. You know, the ones you get in the tub. <laughs> those are good. I haven't had those in years, but I remember them being really good. Wait. Tangent to a tangent. Did you hear the thing about the Doritos? What What happened to Doritos? Well, I don't know if this was a joke. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What, I think what it, it was a... 
it was a hoax. Someone, someone reported that the manufacturer of Doritos was making a less crunchy version designed for women who want to be dainty when they're eating. And it was like all over the place. And then it looks like today at 2.30 p.m., the company came out and said, or no, actually yesterday. Well, anyway. Um, so we already have Doritos. For, don't worry. We already have Doritos for women. They're called Doritos. <laughs> Appreciated. I like it. I like it a but, lot. But okay, I think there was... Okay, there was, this was based on a real event where, like, some CEO of Pepsi, which is the manufacturer of Doritos, was saying that they're, they're trying to address the different ways that men and women snack, and, like, men like to lick their fingers, which is what made me think of this when you said that, and that women, like, this woman said, this is a quote, don't like to crunch too loudly in public. And they don't lick their fingers generously, and they don't like to pour the little broken pieces and the flavor into their mouth. And so someone asked her if they were going to develop a male and female version. She perhaps was, you know, ambiguous or something, and then it became like kind of falsely reported. But I still think that that's kind of, yeah. But still, she said the original thing, (laughs) women don't like to crunch too loudly in public. I would say I don't like licking my fingers, but that's just that's that's a me thing. That's not because I'm female. And I absolutely do like to pour the little broken pieces in my mouth. What's she talking about? <laughs> Have you ever been worried that you're crunching too loudly, Laura, in public? Uh no, but I had cr- croutons on my salad today and it was very loud in in my head and I was the only one in the room. Mm-hmm. I thought Bam, this is really loud. And then I continue to eat croutons. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I mean, sometimes I don't want to eat Slathered like in, in ranch. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. Tangent on your tangent on your tangent uh, with men and women. I'm super excited because I bought a new board game and you get to play as different characters. And one side has a picture of a boy and the other side has a picture of the girl. And you know what the person's name is? Professor Green and the other girl's name is Professor Fucking Green. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's the same fucking thing. Thank you. Just put a different picture. I get to be a girl. Thank you. I got so fucking excited. I was (laughs) like, holy shit. Look, it's the same. (laughs) And then, like, they have uh, just like a regular person, not a professor, and it's like a boy name. And then on the other side, it's just a girl name. But the professors are both women and men and it makes me excited so they can take their doritos and shove it i have equality in one particular board game that i'm super excited to play (laughs) next thing they need to do is just make the unisex characters where it's just one thing right tired of having to tell people i'm not a dude yes that would be the next step yes just have everybody named pat (laughs) okay that would make it worse yeah. I'm kind of hungry for snacks now. That's fair. You want ice cream. Uh, speaking of, are you ready for yeah. are you ready for yeah. our next article? <laughs> yeah. Mush- it comes from NPR and it is mushrooms are good for you, but are they medicine? <laughs> I mean, yeah, are they? So, they've been used in eastern medicine for hundreds of years, but they haven't um 
Um, and now they're being studied for their anti-tumor proper properties. So oh. there are over 2,000 different types of uh, edible mushrooms on the planet. Um, yeah. and But the, the fact of the matter is there hasn't been a great deal of research to see if they have the abilities that they're reported to have. So... Well, one ability I can report that they have is making a pizza super delicious. Ruining a pizza. Got it. Next. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wait, did you know that mushrooms are a big thing in Oregon? Like, uh, what do you call it when you look for them? Like, scavenging mushrooms? Is it thing uh, here? F- foraging? Okay. Foraging, yeah. Have we talked about this? No, but I mean, it seems like a thing that would happen in uh, Portland. Also, yeah. I've played uh, Dystopia: End of the World Apocalypse, in which I've had to s- forage for things. So that's how I know that word. Thanks, video oh. games. You came <laughs> up for the win. Yeah, Thanks, you had that us. on tap. You were ready to go. Yeah, I just foraged so, for some mushrooms. No big deal. Listen, mushroom foraging here is. It's like brunch in that it's a competitive sport. And also, it's become almost proprietary. I have met people who have, like, foraging spots that have been passed down from generation to generation in their family. Meaning, like, they will not show anyone else where this place is. It's secret. It's proprietary. Like, whatever you want to call it, they're not telling anyone. So... You can just be having a conversation. Like I was at a potluck one day and someone was talking about, you know, getting these mushrooms. And I said, oh, that's so cool. You go out and pick mushrooms. Where do you go? She would not tell me. And that's considered a normal way to behave. So uh, someone else did say that they would go mushroom foraging with me or they would take me somewhere. But I assume they're going to take me to a real basic place because... You know. Question: Did you offer yeah. to allow her to blindfold you, take you around the city, <laughs> and then just arrive at the place once you were totally confused and lost, oh and agreed to sign a non-disclosure? Uh, she would probably. Statement. She would probably rightly be concerned that I'd be using the GPS tracking on my watch. That's fair. That's I, it. Just fair. it's one of those things that, like, I get it, but I'm also thinking. Okay, these people take the, it way too seriously. Yeah, I mean, isn't the purpose of this to do something healthy and fun and adventurous? And you know, and like now, now I have to go alone at two a.m. because I don't want anyone to find my spot. It seems like the fun's really gone out of it. Also, if you're so great at foraging, then why do you need this super special spot? If you're so great, go find a new spot. But apparently, you know, blah blah blah. They want their special spot. I'm just so, jealous. You are. You're mad that your your great-great-grandparents didn't go foraging in Portland. No one in my family passed down any mushroom wisdom whatsoever, other than don't pick them wild and eat them, because sometimes people die doing that. Absolutely. Which, if that's the only thing that gets passed down, I feel like that is the best thing. I mean, it definitely feels like a Darwinian award, uh, you know, avoiding yeah. thing. Did you look? Did you look at all these pictures of the mushrooms? They're pretty cool looking. Yes. There's one that looks like a handful of angel hair pasta. I mean. That is not a mushroom. I don't know what the hell that is, but it's not a mushroom. Lion's a mane of- or what? Yamabushitake? That's probably not how you pronounce it, but lion's Wait. mane. I like it. I like it a hey, lot. Look, it says, it says it protects against neurodegeneration. So 
maybe, maybe they should give that instead of the anti uh, schizophrenic. Listen, this is a bit of a leap of a leap, but I want you to stay with me. Maybe mushroom pizza prevents Alzheimer's. Are you with me? Absolutely. And we've also okay. discovered that it reduces uh, inflammation and stuff, and it's positive. So we should definitely be eating more pizza. Oh, my gosh. T-minus two weeks and counting until we're eating together D's again. pizza. Yep. It might together be more than two weeks. Again. But listen, I'm, I'm wanting to see you, but... Especially the pizza. I gotcha. I gotcha. Dewey's gluten-free, light on cheese, extra mushrooms. And when I say extra mushrooms, I make eye contact with the weight person. <laughs> There's nothing more disappointing than when I ask for extra mushrooms. And then they sprinkle them on there like like mushrooms or diamonds, you know? And I'm like, what? Is there any? There's a little tiny piece. I'm like, it's not a condiment. It's a topping. Top. Top generously. <laughs> <laughs> to answer the question this headline they are absolutely medicine mushrooms for everyone absolutely mm-hmm. what else what's our next story so our last story is from science magazine and it's uh new cell phone and health studies don't eliminate uncertainty so, in case you're wondering and concerned about the radiation coming from your phone and your I LG am. and your uh, 2G and 3G, uh, you'll be happy to know that there was two major studies that they spent $25 million on with a Holy grant. Holy crap. Okay. And they have successfully determined they don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not sure. Just not sure. I mean, I mean we don't... Us? think that it's cancerous well you'll be happy to know that there is supposed to be a uk study that's supposed to come out later this year looking at mm. uh something else as well so i'm glad that we're definitely throwing a lot of money at it uh we're pretty sure it doesn't cause cancer but we're not positive that it doesn't wait look at listen to this in a counterintuitive result male rats and mice exposed to radiation lived longer and had lower levels of age-related kidney disease compared to males not exposed to radiation Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes male, no sense. M- male m- well, mice. Well, wh- what do we care? <laughs> it was a that obviously study. doesn't apply to us. <laughs> yeah. Next. Mm. I get to I be a professor problem- in my board game. I don't really care. <laughs> I think the problem with this, though, is... Okay, say that they say... Okay, actually, maybe I don't understand, but isn't the, like, the the network, like, if you're on the 4G or the 3G or whatever, that's just in the air, right? That's not only if you're using your phone, right? Because the signal is transmitted through there. So, yeah, but it... But I guess if you're using your phone is when it really... You're really exposed to it. Yeah, and also, like, the regulations for those things, like, we're not positive that they're healthy. Mm-hmm. We're just using this thing, and we're like, oh, it might burn us. Who knows? Yeah, and we're using it. It's not like if someone said, oh, apples might be bad for you, and you're thinking like, oh, well, I eat an apple here and there. It's like, I don't know about you. The cell phone is more or less within my grasp for 16 hours a day. Yeah. Right? I mean, I just started sleeping with it in my living room instead of in my bedroom, which I feel like has done great things for my mental health. There's something about it just like not being there. But yeah, I mean, 
I feel like at any given time, if you were to like spy on me, the phone's with me, you know? Got it. Uh, oh I'm gosh. spying on Robin using her phone. <laughs> also, I like the word malignant schwannomas. That's S-C-H-W-A-N-N-O-M-A-S. Malignant schwannomas. Bless you. Sure. A type of tumor in the connective tissue surrounding nerves in the heart. Schwannoma. It sounds like... Uh, Bless you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, but these are all rat studies. So, I mean, how much are there, are there, are there people studies in here too, or are we just no? We're just no. looking at rats. Well, no. that's dumb. Rats don't need to take a phone call. <laughs> no, but they live on our planet. Poor little rats. We use we use mice all the time as a as an example of. I know, but it's not good. There, I mean, the results are not necessarily going to. Would be... you prefer? Would you prefer that they pull? Um, a German uh, research company, uh, like they did in recently in Germany, where they um, were experimenting for. It was a company that was working for like uh, BMW, Volkswagen, and Mercedes Benz. I think um, this might be wrong, but the top three German companies, and they were doing <laughs> tests to see if the diesel fumes were dangerous, and they used twenty five monkeys. And also 25 fucking human beings in which oh, they God. expose them to deadly, <laughs> deadly toxins. No. I don't know. Okay. In a country that is known for <laughs> with having a past history problem with experimenting on live humans. <laughs> yeah. It would be so pretty rough to be a medical researcher in Germany, wouldn't it? Let's stick to the mice and just call it a fucking day. <laughs> have a little Mengele moment. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. It's like shudder worthy. So uh, I don't know. I just feel I bad under- in a way under- for all the animals. Cause you know, the findings aren't going to be super generalizable to people. It's a rat, you know? Killing all these animals. That being said, I feel like I'm of two minds about this this topic, given that we don't know if it all causes cancer or not. Half of me thinks, oh man, this could be bad. We should limit our exposure. You know, and I have a headset for my phone and all the, or like, I don't have a headset. I have the same, the same headphones everyone else has with the iPhone. And then the other part of my brain thinks it's in that, it's in the, it's, it's everywhere around us already anyway. Let's... <laughs> The other extreme is like, to heck with the consequences. Let's just make the internet just available everywhere. Stop making me log in to a new network every time I go to a coffee shop, a friend's house, a park, an airport. Just make the internet available, for God's sake. You know, or like extend the coverage somehow so that we're not like, I have coverage here. I don't have coverage there. It just seems like absurd, right? In this one complex where I live and there's, you know more than 10 apartments we each have our own internet connection like it's so silly why don't we just have one really strong connection or maybe we should all wear tinfoil hats so we don't get cancer see i'm i don't know where i should be on the spectrum but i ha- but i swing back and forth between the two it's okay communist robin just showed up and it was pretty fucking cool <laughs> i don't know i mean i god 
like like we need a like we need some kind of monopoly you know but it, if you think about it it kind of it's like water it'd be like if you had to pay for a well and then your next door neighbor had to pay for a well and then the person across the street had to pay for a well you know at a certain point you're like no everybody needs water we're gonna like make a system hook everybody up that's okay south uh Cape Town is about to run out of water in South Africa. I know. Isn't that crazy? It's insane. I mean, we're talking no water coming out of the faucet. And that's happening. They they moved the date up, didn't they? Yep. Day is it in quickly. April now? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Here's a clickbaity article. Cape Town's running out of water. Is Los Angeles next? Jeez. Yes. <laughs> Seems unlikely, but yeah. What is your current medical fascination, Robin? So I have been looking into supplement um, certifications and trying to figure out what makes sense and like what the different ones are. And there's basically, there's four. Um, I can't remember the fourth one, but there's Consumer Labs, there's USP Verified, and there's NSF Certified, and there's one more that I, I just can't remember. Um because i was Laura certified <laughs> Laura certified so have ribbons and stuff it's really it's really quite scientific <laughs> yeah i mean part of the the difference between the certifications is like what the companies have to pay part of it is um how they test so in some cases the company provides the supplements most of them most of them will initially they test something sold in stores and then like for the follow up you know, it d- different ones will be like, does the manufacturer provide it or do they go out and get it? And then it's like, how often, how often do they purchase it? Um, all of them have said like they won't test unsafe supplements. There's different costs. But I guess the thing to know is that even if things are certified, it doesn't necessarily mean every batch is pure. It's just like a little bit better. And I was also surprised that there was this brand of vitamins that a lot of grocery stores have called Nature Made. And I always thought that they were like the cheap ones and I always like avoided them. But they were actually, when I went to look for a multivitamin recently, were like one of the few USP verified ones there. And I also noticed that in my store, at least, the gummy vitamins, none of them were had any certification or verification and to be frank those would have normally been my preference so i've been kind of looking into that and you know just thinking about it because i mean some of the manufacturers will say like we don't certify because like consumer labs for example only tests once per year so you could just make one one good batch or something you know and who knows if the quality has slipped or whatever but i don't know to me if someone's testing you know, six times a year and, and the company's paid $10,000 and it does confer a little more like feeling of safety and security. So, you know, I know we've been talking over the weeks about different supplements and been thinking about this. So I finally, I finally looked into it. And I think for me, I trust the most at this point, the USP and then NSF and then consumer, consumer labs. So and the poor fourth one, which I forget, apparently didn't impress me all that much. I don't know what it is. I can't believe you feel that way about Lara certified. <laughs> Lara certified. 
Mm, I mean, there's a bunch of certification programs, but... I just eat them, and I see if I die, and if I don't, then they get the stamp of approval. (laughs) Well, and really, it's kind of silly. I mean, there's a million and one reasons to not take a multivitamin, so, you know, it... For me, I kind of was like, ah, I've been sick for a while. Maybe I just, like, be a little careful, but I'm not in any way advocating multivitamins. Make your own choice. And actually, we should talk about multivitamins sometime. That's, like, a very interesting topic. I'll be fascinated about it another week. (laughs) Anyway, I think that's about enough bad patienting for me. But, Laura, before we go, I want to ask you about your current event that you think is playing into health news. Because, Nessie, you're asking me a question. I'm asking you a question. Everyone has to do work. Um, the current event would be, uh, um, in the UK, the National Health Service is going through some, uh, challenges and, uh, funding, uh, issues. And so I think that is a a thing that is going to impact, um, health for, um, you know, British citizens because they... It's uh, kind of equivalent to their to our Medicare. So it's interesting or, to see see how yeah. other people view, um, especially considering that they have like a more universal healthcare system. Right. I was going to say it's not. It, it would be like our Medicare if everyone was on Medicare. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, so. I think it's, it's interesting. A very curious system. Okay. Cool. So if you're listening and you want to connect with us, you can email hello at thebadpatient.com. You can visit our website, thebadpatient.com, or you can tweet us at thebadpatient. Um, Before we let you go, we want to say a special thank you to Evan Schaefer. Thanks, Evan. He composed our theme song. You can listen to all of his music at soundcloud.com slash Evan Schaefer. Until next time, we are Bad Patient. Malpractice makes perfect. Perfect.